Hello and welcome to Conversations on Karate. I'm Sue. I'm Greg. And happy Christmas, everybody. Happy Christmas, everyone. And happy holidays and all the things. All of those things. Happy Christmas, happy holidays to whatever yes. you're celebrating. Happy New Year, happy Easter, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, if it's your birthday at Christmas, definitely happy birthday to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we've, uh, last episode, we asked for some questions. We did. And we didn't have any, so this is it. See you all in the new year. <laughs> No, we did. We did have some. We did. We had a bunch of questions which we're going to get into. Yes. Um, and we we very deliberately kind of we've put them to one side, but we've tried very hard not to um, think about them. We haven't discussed them. So this is this is us coming at them pretty fresh. So um, let's let's uh, start with. We I, I organised them in no particular order. So. Yeah, we're just going to go through these and and see how we. How we get on, see what comes out of our heads. Okay, I will ask the first one to you. So, okay. James in Tokyo says... My name's Greg. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I must have been hit too hard in the head last night, okay? You did get hit hard in the head last night. <laughs> I did get hit in the head last Your night. Your own fault, though. You hit yourself <laughs> was, in the head. It was honestly the funniest accident I think I've ever had. Yeah. He did a really basic takedown and just made sure to turn our partner over so we could wrap them up. And um, I actually managed to kick myself in the face using your foot. You did. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Genuinely hilarious. Very typical accident for me. Mm -hmm. There we go. James in Tokyo says, where will your martial path have taken you in five years? And what will be in the rearview mirror? That's a really good question. Five years is a long time. So if I think about five years ago, which was what? 2018. My martial arts was very, very different. Um, it was very... What's the word? Bunkai based. Mm -hmm. It was very self-defense oriented. Oriented? Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and despite the, the idea of live training was very important, we didn't actually do that much of it. So I think now... It's very little bunkai based. Well, no, it, it is, but it's it's kind of a different way. It's almost nothing to do with self defense because I think it's just a can of worms that needs to be opened separately from your martial arts. And we spar all the time. We live drill everything. So I think in five years, I think it's just going to be that still, but in a in a more improved kind of. Uh, better packaged delivery system. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel like now my martial arts is on a consistent track. I don't feel like I'm kind of looking for the 
the goal that I was five years ago of kind of like what I want to do with my martial arts. I feel like I'm very clear about what I want to do with it now. Um, that was a bit of a waffle, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't a waffle, but I was wondering, can you just say a little bit more about a waffle. what you really think that that path is? So you just want to be doing more of what you're yeah, doing now? Yeah, I, think, or... I think so. I think more of what we're doing now. Because um, I think over the last year, we've Joe and I have kind of settled into what we want from the club, what we want from the students. So I think just more of that really and in five years i think we'll have some really really good progress mm-hmm. um we definitely we've, we spoke about teaching uh courses um i don't like the word seminar because that sounds really posh mm-hmm. but that i guess so that would be something that we want to do definitely within the next year so in five years hopefully we can maybe do a couple of those a year yeah Mm. and jiu-jitsu hopefully within five years i'd like to think at least a blue belt Mm -hmm. we'll see and what will i think this second part what will be in the rear view mirror what do you think you will have i'm going to interpret that and say what what do you think you will have left behind what will you have abandoned or let go of all oh, this I, I feel like this could be split into two because mm-hmm. I feel like in my personal training I've already kind of put in the rearview mirror a lot of kata <laughs> is that funny why is that funny Sue's laughing no she's not she was sneezing but it looked like she was laughing on uh yeah i've left a lot of kata behind not that i don't do kata because i do and i enjoy doing it but what i mean is i've left kind of 80 percent of the ones that i used to practice because we just used to practice so many and um now i kind of just if, if i'm practicing a little bit of kata i'll just do one or two that i really like and and that's it really Mm. so i think that will definitely continue to drop off um and the self-defense thing i think will be completely gone it's just not something that i think is should be a part of martial arts to be honest not in your not in your everyday teaching anyway i think it should be something specific that you offer separately from martial arts and that's just not something we do at the moment and i don't think it's something we will do unless there's a kind of a big interest for it yeah what about you you answer because you're going to make my answer seem long and pointless (laughs) i doubt that very much um it's this is a tricky one because um it is a tricky one i thought that it is that you could tell it's a it's a well it's a well-made question um in five years i think there's some things that i'd like to be better at but i think that i'd like to expand what i'm doing 
in some respects. So we've, you know, the, so we're very, very practical based and I love that we're very practical based and I would never want to change that. But in, in five years, I might not want to do all the things that I do now, or I may want to do more of them. Um, I'd like to train jujitsu. I've said a few times that I wanted to do jujitsu and I had commitments to do that, but, um, various things have kind of got in my way a bit of, mm. of taking that up just in terms of time to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but something that I've been really interested in the idea of is going training jujitsu with women. Mm-hmm. Um, because I really hardly ever train with, with females. And I think that would be something about the idea of that, that yeah. is interesting to me because mm-hmm. I feel like there'd be not that I would expect to go and do particularly well, but because I think it would be interesting to do it with, with people who aren't kind of muscling their way through it, where I'm having to use so much extra strength yeah, just to, um, just to practice something. Um, <clears throat> that's not me trying to be, you know, feeble in any way. That's just no, me saying, I think, you know, for me, there's, there's just that, it feels like a lot of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the idea of that because I like the idea of developing technique yeah, rather than trying to scramble and muscle something. I'd rather yeah. just just drill and drill and drill like we can with everything else yeah so in five years i think i'd like to be that to be a a regular part of my training something that i'd like to i where will it have taken me in five years there's there's been a thing quite a few times we've spoken to people all over the world and they're so welcoming and open and and like love to meet us and we'd love to meet them i'd honestly love over the next five years to have been able to say well you know I'm going on holiday next month and we're all going to go to America or I'm going to go to America and I'm going to drop in and go and train with these people for a few days Mm. I would genuinely love that to be something that is possible yeah to have actually gone trained with different people and gone and done different things because for me that feels really exciting and open like you know, because last year I was this this year I was lucky enough to go to Ireland for a few days. Yeah. Um, and train with um James and Billy Reynolds. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. That was it was just awesome to literally be in a completely different space with people I'd I'd never met before. Yeah. Um, but I had a connection with and just go learn from them. Yeah, that's a good one. I'd love to be able to do a load more of that. Mm-hmm. Just experience the difference. That was it was so mind opening to do that. Yeah. What will be in the rearview mirror? I'm not sure. Um what I would want to get rid of. I don't know. I think it's just more about wanting to expand. I think things will naturally drop off as you expand. So I think if I was able to do more jujitsu, I don't know. I think what would be in the rearview mirror, I'd really like my lack of confidence to be in the rear view mirror. I'd really like to have a little bit more confidence in what I can do rather than be constantly worrying that I'm falling short all the time. Okay. I mean, I can tell you you're not falling short. Am I not? No, absolutely not. 
No. So, I mean, you can put that in the rearview mirror now. <laughs> um, no, definitely not. I think that's something that I would absolutely, yeah. Okay, that is something very definitely. There's an attitude there of feeling of failing all the time that is so ingrained that I would really love that to fall into the background yeah and to have a little bit more faith that I can go try things and do things without feeling like a constant not good enough not doing hard enough well we can put that in the rearview mirror (laughs) (laughs) definitely put that in there all right yeah absolutely that's not going to take five years five minutes (laughs) but not five years it's definitely not okay so I think, and, a, and we've got some other questions that kind of also speak about the future. So I think that's a really good question to start us off with. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very thoughtful one. Mm. That's what I love about these kind of things, though. It gets thinking. It's thinking. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't do that often enough. <laughs> do I? Just wandering around. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, wander around aimlessly and end up places. <laughs> Just wander into the dojo. Oh, we're here again. I know you. Yeah, I know you. I met you here before. Let's. Um, but just just going back on what you said about your your feeling of not feeling good enough or doubting your. Do you mean like doubting your ability or something? Always, always. Okay. Um, Jamie walked into training yesterday with the biggest black eye you've ever seen in your life. Mm. Um, who gave him that black eye, Sue? I did that. You did that. I mm. did, which makes me you feel did. horrible and bad. No, and wrong but that's and a it's just, it, it show, it's it's just uh, one example of what you can do. Mm. Um, I mean, he didn't just stand there and let you punch him in the face. No, you had to work for it. So yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I don't feel bad though. Jamie deserved it. Did he? If he's listening, Jamie, you deserved it. Happy Christmas, Jamie. Yeah, happy Christmas. <laughs> bear in mind, Greg said that, not me. <laughs> yeah, I said that. Okay, shall we move on to the next question? Mm. All right. Uh, this is from Andrew Adams of Whistle Kicks. Whistle kicks. Whistle kicks, uh, absolutely. Whistle kicks. Love that. Uh, and I, I've been trying to think of this, so I'm going to let you answer this first because oh, I'm God. not sure. Uh, what's the most enjoyable martial arts endeavour you've taken part in in this last year? Now, I can barely remember what I did yesterday. I am going to... Through the whole year. No, I, I agree with you. And I think this is sometimes the problem with, you know, do, doing, a, a, you know, training regularly is is you it blurs, forget it? the high the high bits um yeah. there's a couple of of really awesome things so martial arts endeavor well i'm gonna say going to ireland i think yeah um going to ireland was um amazing to me because that took um you know, I wasn't sure at all how that would work out, who I was going to walk into a room with. 
it was really reassuring to me that they were just such lovely people just mm. just lovely and we did so much that day we did bow training and nunchucker training and kata and you know a lot of it fell out of my head quite quickly because it was a lot in a day it was several different disciplines all in one day but to be in a village hall in a little village in the rain with all these people and having traveled all the way across the world to train with someone who'd come to his hometown from Tokyo just the whole thing of that weird collection of people weird collection you're not weird weird people it was just this it was this extraordinary thing and um and James showed me this 400 year old cutter as well to um slash your slash your partner to death nice it was nice I showed it to you as well you did it's it's so simple it's lovely um that was really good fun and I think I think the other one completely at the other end of the scale is this year of I genuinely enjoyed there's been a, a couple of young people that I've helped in mm-hmm. in class and I've enjoyed that way more than because it's not something I've ever aimed to do at all. It's, no. And to be honest, it's kind of been something something you've fallen into as well. Um, for various reasons. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed that it, immeasurably. These young people sort of saying, can you show me things and then ending up mm-hmm. helping them on a regular basis. I've enjoyed that. It's been hugely enjoyable helping them and watching them blossom, watching their confidence go up and thinking I, I, I had something to do with that. And that makes me feel hugely good. That's good. And I think that speaks to what you said during the last question as well. The fact that people come up and ask you for help speaks to your ability and presence in the club, you know? I have presence. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You weren't there on Thursday. Uh, and, yeah, Joe <laughs> Joe was using you as an example. Oh, God, was he? <laughs> yeah. He was like, just do a sue. <laughs> Pressure. Do a sue. Take the centre of the mat and back them into a corner. <laughs> Do a sue. It's my sheepdog impression. Yeah. I heard people. <laughs> you do. So, back to you then. What is the most enjoyable martial arts endeavour you took part in this year? Um, well, I've been thinking about this. Uh, like I said, a lot of it blurs because we've done so much training. Honestly, I think... The most enjoyable thing was when we went to train with AKA, Steve at AKA. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, mm. just yeah, It was just a really good day. We had a, a few of us in the car just chatting all the way down. Mm. Finley came along, which is really nice to see Finley kind of start. I don't want to say start taking his martial arts seriously, but... He's more focused on it now. And it was nice to see him kind of come out of the club and go mm. somewhere and train with us. Mm. Um, it was a really good session. Everyone was really friendly, welcoming. Steve's always really good as a teacher. And it was just a really fun day. 
It was. Yeah. So I think it that's was. probably mine. Um, Steve, Steve's a great teacher. Um, absolutely masterful at taking a, a room full of people who don't all know each other and just get them all working. Yeah. 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 I think, like you say, the most fun thing, one of the most fun things about that was having everyone together. Yeah. And going to these things with different people and, and hearing them afterwards go, oh, it's so cool the way they did this and the way they did yeah. that. And yeah, absolutely. Get them, see them get that bug of, yeah. oh, there's a whole world out there of different stuff that we can go do. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's mine. That's mm, mine. Cool. Yes. All right. Let's let's move on to Niall. Yes. Who um who, who I love this that what he said. He said there's no such thing as a stupid question. So let's test that theory. Oh, so, let's test it. Let's test that theory. Um I I I have no clue how to answer this one. So, are there any karate instructors you wish you trained with, either historical or when they were in their prime? Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, all right. First, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go historical to start with, I think, because I want to see if the hype was real. <laughs> uh, Matsumura. Bushi Matsumura. I'd like to have to train with him and see what that old school karate really was all about. Mm. See if it was what we kind of believe it was mm. or if it was just absolute nonsense. Mm -hmm. That's that's one I'd like to go with. Um as for someone when they were in their prime, um, that's a really good question. I'll let you go and I'll come back to that. This is a kind of question that I really, really struggle with because I can never remember anyone's names. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. Okay. Um. I'm going to go with something weapons-based. Okay. Um, because, and that, that's something I didn't answer in the first question, actually. Where will I be in five years? Weapons, 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 weapons. So excited about the idea of weapons. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with somebody. Um, Maezato, mm. who was um, James's teacher. I think that would be cool. From the the Tyra lineage, yeah. So I think somebody like that would be would be genuinely cool. Yeah. Um, and I think just if I could go back to anything, I think I'd rather than one particular one. I've always been intrigued by the idea of going back to a time where there were all these smaller, you know, just um. In, in Okinawa, you know, just, just people yeah. who were just training individuals and just like, rather than one, just being able to do what some people did and go around and train from different ones. Mm -hmm. I think that would be very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. 
is there anyone like in present day that you'd adore to train with if you know given that the possibility was there so rather than anyone from the past anyone who's current that you would say yeah hell yeah i'd go and train there if i could yeah i think so i mean to be honest thinking about this i know like we've moved very far away from quote-unquote traditional karate Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of traditional teachers that i would love to train with still um especially in okinawa Mm. um and even some of like the jka guys like um naka from the jka i think would be really fun to train with um uh, what's the name of the place in okinawa i can't remember but uh minoru higa i would love to train with him he just seems Mm. like the nicest little old man Mm. who would probably kill you um yeah there's I i think there's a lot in terms of like just general training um i'd love to do like a session with someone like John Danaher mm. in jiu-jitsu because he's he's just he is what I would imagine like an old master would be like mm. just a mad scientist mm-hmm. who's an absolute killer mm. yeah someone like that mm. do you know what I think also would be a fun fun to have had the opportunity to train with somebody like Jackie Chan now I know that a lot yeah. of his train his the teaching that he did was super 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 physical, but I it would be awesome just to be a part of training with somebody like that, mm. you know, because the man's a master of his body, what he can make it. Yeah, do. he's a legit martial artist as well. Like a lot of people oh, think, oh, yeah. he's just an actor and a stuntman. Like no, he he's he's got a very serious martial arts background. Oh, he really has. He's just got this insane athleticism because he was um he, he did tumbling in the circus and stuff mm. so he's just got this incredible ability for stunts as well yeah respect that so much so um okay let's go for the next what what is the next question oh this is a, this is one that's going to take us off <laughs> on a big old so so this is there's a quote from a past master unnamed saying your training time should consist of 60% kata, 20% makiwara slash body conditioning, and 20% kumite, which includes prearranged sparring, bunkai, and free sparring. What's your ideal breakdown? Not that. This is one of the few ones that we did actually talk about and we all kind yeah. of had our heads I exploded. When I, when I hear quotes like that from old masters, it makes me go, Do, did you really have any clue of what you were talking about? And I know that sounds really disrespectful, but like, that just baffles me. Mm. I mean, 20% partner work, all partner work is only 20% of your training, is absolutely mad. And I don't understand how that would ever be beneficial to spend 60% of your time doing kata. I don't understand how that would be beneficial to anything. Mm. Um, I mean, if we take that out of karate a minute and put it into a different sport, 
let's say like football, okay? I'm not a big football fan, but we'll say football. 60% of your time is just dribbling the ball with no one else around. 20% is doing conditioning, sprints or something. And only 20% is actually playing football. Mm. That's crazy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, so the ideal breakdown... I mean, I would say 10% kata instead of 60. Um, I would say 60% partner work and 30% conditioning. Now, Makiwara we don't really use so i'll change that to like focus mitts or something you you would change that to fo- focus mitts and how much what, yeah, like, what percent know, would you put that in conditioning mm. what percent 30 mm. 60 30 10 in terms okay. of partner work conditioning and kata but again that's based on what your overall goal is mm. I mean, if you, if your goal is to be good at, um, we'll just we'll just use the term fighting, in air quotes. Um, then you need to actually do it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I I'm not sure where that old quote the old the quote of that master comes from, but I'd like someone to to argue that and debate that quote. Because I'd like to hear people's reasonings behind it, if people still mm. agree with that. Okay. So, all right. Well, there's your call to action, people. The new year, we'd like to hear what you include with those things. Because, you know, I'm not, what I'm not seeing in that is is partner work. Are you including partner work in sparring? Yeah. So, so, so partner work is kumite. Yeah, see, I would put focus mitts into that as well because to me, there's a you know I um it, it's funny because uh, we we all have slightly different interpretations in my head and I don't know that we've ever really talked about this before, but to me, there's drills and then there's sparring, but they they do flow together. That absolutely. Yeah. So if you're going to say partner work and drills is, well, I mean, sorry, I, I mean partner work as in just just drilling and free sparring mm. i would say i would say pad work comes under conditioning because you do that at a different pace you would do than if you're doing drills okay i see um and you can do it on your own with a bag okay but yeah i would like to i would like to someone to argue the case of 60 percent kata and only 20 percent kumite I, I don't know. I'm wondering if that's more to do with their their thoughts on internal disciplines and um, I don't know. Precision form. Yeah. Style. Yeah. And, and if those things are very important to you, then Kata is a good place to do that. It is. It absolutely is. It's a good place to um, for me. Kata has has a very definite place 
in terms of um and and i know i've said this before in terms of reminding you of different things that you can do when you're sparring it's very easy to get locked into going forwards and doing lefts rights hooks front kicks and round kicks and it's really easy to get locked into that yeah. i think um what well, it doesn't replace actually drilling and learning and practicing getting low getting high taking a leg cat is a good place to remind you of those things and cat is a good place to um in my experience practice your balance yeah absolutely and your and your posture it's a really good place for that so i think if that's necessary for you if you know if that's something that's important for you physically and that's necessary then you could increase that number definitely and i th i think that the trouble with with percentages like that though i think there's never a defined goal as to what you want yeah that's the trouble with that isn't like, it what, is what, you... what, what's the goal yeah i mean for our goal what your your numbers work out really well there um i would imagine that goal is from that old master because they always talk about combat but then the, the excuse from a lot of people is well we're not talking about combat we're talking about like you said something internal so like, oh, okay we'll take all the combat out of it then you may as well have no partner work because what do you need it for i think it's such a yeah it's so strange to me oh it is well practicing martial arts is in a is a funny one in in the sense that you know for most of us we'd use it very sparingly you know there's there's you know in our in our day-to-day -day lives the practical aspects of it hopefully shouldn't be coming up too often true but you could say that about any sport yeah no absolutely so yeah. it is done for 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 interest for fun for passion and i think it's done for you know it's for for confidence and it's done for you know it's, it's done for physical things it's done for psychological things and for emotional things you know for, for most of us i think we do it because it's an absolute kick to do it it's yeah. just so much fun and then we develop it in ways that suit us so for me i'm doing a little bit more catter at the moment because i've had a bad back and a bad hip and my knee hasn't recovered from something i did ages ago so i'm just going back to doing catter so that i can mm -hmm. practice it so slowly yeah and just concentrate on turning on the spot without falling over mm. so it's a tool for that yeah, exactly but I, well, I also do yoga for that. I've gone back to doing yoga. This is again. the thing, isn't it? Is when we define what the goal is, you need to have kind of the most efficient way of reaching that goal. Mm -hmm. Like, so if your goal as a as a karate practitioner is I want to win gold in a kata competition, well, your percentages there are going to be drastically different to the ones I've just said. Yeah, you're barely going to spar you're be at all. Zero because... kumite. Because why? What's what's the point? Also, you're be the doing... risk. If you're if you're headed for karate, you know, Olympic gold, yeah, you exactly. you probably won't need to risk your body by doing too yeah. much sparring. And you're not looking to be a fighter. You're looking to be a karate practitioner, uh, a kata practitioner. Yeah. For so, sure. you know, your percentages are going to be different. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'd I'd love I'd love to get people's opinions on that. Mm. Okay. I tell All you right. what we should do, Go actually. Mm. Let's use that question. Let's put it 
out there in the world of the karate nerds so let's post it maybe you'll have to post it because i don't every time i post it never it never works i think that's quite often because we used to post links yeah so yeah if, anyone if we knows, post just a question and this is kind of a question that people will people will eat that question up okay so we need to pair it up though don't we we need to you you can write the question because um you'll understand it but what we're saying is what is your goal in martial arts currently and what are your percentages of training and how do those two correlate okay yeah we could do that is is that kind of because you're saying what are your numbers and why so, but you also kind of want to know what their goal is so that you know. Well, I kind of want to know what people's initial thoughts are on that. Okay. Like literally just put that question out there as as we've had it, like literally that question. Okay. And just see what people say. Okay, nice one. All right, let's do that then. Yeah, see what comes up. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, that would be, that would be fascinating. Because I feel like, on an initial thought on that question, a lot of people would probably either agree or do something similar. But if we ask them to think too deeply on it, I think they would change their mind. Mm. So I think maybe initially put that question out and then follow it up in the comments with something like you said. Mm. That's if they allow us to put the question in the group anyway. Mm. Might go nowhere. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's good. It's interesting that bunkai is literally nowhere in there. The word bunkai is nowhere in there from our perspective. But if it was going to be there, it would fall into partner work, drills and sparring. Yeah. Because you'd be looking to a move and saying, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. Or this is how you can use that. We found one yesterday, didn't we? Doing a nice um, takedown. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's a very nice whee. Yeah. One hand high, one hand low, and turn. Yeah, and turn. Turn the wheel. Yeah. Okay. Does that does that kind of answer that question? Do you think? I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. We'll definitely come back to that because I think that's a really good question, an interesting quote. I mean, for me, for conditioning, if you're not going to do the makiwara, because I do. I do I haven't done any in ages. I've been unfit. I've I've let my personal fitness and, and everything go a lot, but it's it's coming back now. Oddly, I'm starting to put it back now. Um I have never considered going for a run, going for walks, doing yoga as part of my training. I've considered that part of my life. Yeah. So it didn't actually occur to me to include that in the mix. I don't do those things for karate. I do them because I like them and they're yeah. good for me. So so for me, that, that can sit outside of the percentage. Mm -hmm. But you yeah. include that in your percentage. So everything that you do fitness-wise, you would bring into that. This is about karate or would you put that in as this? Well, I wouldn't say necessarily. Karate? I think the, the quote, into, I might be misunderstanding the quote, but... Just when I say past master, they refer to karate as an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's part of, like you said, it's part of your life. Okay. So that training time is your overall training time. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Okay. 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 What's the next so, one? Uh, you go for the next one. Um, you want me to answer it? You mean? You ask it. Okay. I know you like martial arts movies. We do. But what are your favourite martial arts documentary? Bloodsport does not count as a documentary. Ooh. Documentaries. I am going to cheat a little bit on this one. <laughs> because technically it's not, a, it is a martial arts documentary. It's a mixed martial arts documentary. And it's free to watch, made by a fan on YouTube. Mm. It's called Location. Oh, God, yes. And it is so well made. It's about the build up, everything that happened between Conor McGregor and Habib Namagamedov leading up to their fight. <laughs> I'm so and glad you mentioned that. <laughs> it's it's such a good I will watch it sporadically. I'll just put it on because I just think it's it's just one of my favorite humblings in the world of anything. Mm. Just just seeing the build up, how it all came about, mm. just the way it's produced by considering someone just made it because they wanted to. Mm. It wasn't they weren't paid to make it. It's just it's so good. That's mine. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have to copy that, I'm afraid, because um, I read this question and my heart sank and I thought I've never watched a martial arts documentary ever. <laughs> <laughs> never watched one haven't got a clue i don't think i have anyway um so yeah but as soon as you mentioned that i was like yes of course we did so that's that's cool i'll take that it's a good one there's one on another one on youtube i'm just going to try and find it now um i can't remember for the life of me what it's called um no i can't find it um but, so, a YouTube channel called um, Kura Obi's World, I think it's called. Yeah, Kura Obi World. They upload kind of free clips of their paid documentaries. Um, I think it's called The Great Journey of Martial Arts or The Great Journey of Karate is the mm. documentary. Mm. And it's Naka Sensei from the JKA who I've spoke about earlier. Mm essentially goes and trains with different martial arts, different karate instructors. Mm -hmm. He does jiu-jitsu, judo, kendo, just goes and does a load of stuff. And the, the one documentary I've seen is him training with Minoru Higa, who again, I mentioned earlier. Um, and it's just a really interesting perspective on traditional Okinawan karate compared to Shotokan karate. And it's, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. That's, that's another one I think is really good. Mm. It's not okay. that expensive either. You can buy it on Vimeo, I think. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Good tip. Yeah, I we'll find the links and we'll put them in the description if people want to. Yeah. Watch um, I think there's only one other thing that I might mention. There is, is um, does behind the scenes count? That kind of stuff. Uh, some of the um, UFC behind the scenes. That kind of. Um, oh yeah, like the countdowns and stuff. The, the countdowns and the behind the scenes of stuff that what's going on. Oh, on for people um 
although it's you know it's not a documentary per se it is literally behind the scenes that kind of stuff is really interesting to me just just watching how people are reacting and relating and and training before something so epic yeah those are really good yeah absolutely Blood sport does not count as a documentary. No, it does not. Although there is a really good documentary about uh, the the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend that is uh, Frank. Is it Frank? Frank Dukes. Yeah. Here we go. I found it. I'll put this in the description as well. Uh, there's a YouTube channel. Um, called Napoleon Blown Apart. <laughs> and he makes really good documentaries. They're really funny. And it's called The Fake Fighting Fantasy of Frank Dukes. Um, and it's, it's, you just got to watch it. And yeah, it's hilarious. This guy that they made a film about. Yeah. I'll link that in the description as well. That's another good one. That sounds good. Okay. I think my, my lack of teenage years spent obsessing over this are, are showing badly. <laughs> 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 Too many years obsessing over Duran Duran there and not, not concentrating on what was really important. No, there are some really Gosh, good stuff. No. There's, there's, YouTube is my favourite place for documentary-style stuff like that because people – it just – shows the talent that people have and that you don't need some kind of big tv corporation to make these things people just make them because they're interested and they're so good like this for instance like this yeah obviously don't need no radio station like the bbc to tell us what to do (laughs) we do our own thing we do uh okay next question from Niall, what's your favourite kata and why? 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 Um, I am going to go with the one that I'm currently learning, which is Nijishiho. Oh, yeah, that's up there for me. It's so cute. I love it. It's, that's a great kata. It's, um, it feels, it felt Okinawan from the very first moment I started doing it. It's, it's versatile. It's got all these different angles. You can go fast, you can go slow, you can go light. It doesn't kind of stomp its way through the whole thing like Gion, like, you know, no. whirr, bang, bang, bang. It's like I, I've got this, um, my, uh, um, I've had a strained fingers for a while and I just did the whole thing with open hands the other day. Yeah. Um, Just so that I didn't like clench my fists all the time. And it's just like, it's it's completely different and and I love the it feels flowing and it also feels kind of it's it's got some real nasty stuff in there. It does. It's got there's, j- the very first move is just like yeah in your throat. <laughs> yeah. There's a really good video of Frank Brennan from the KGB doing Nijishiho at a competition, and it's yeah I found it it's incredible. Just the timing of it, the yeah, I'll link that in the description as well. Oh yeah, do because I haven't seen um, that, so yes, do. It, yeah, it's just such a nice cutter. Um, that's definitely up there for me. I think as one of my favourites. Um, 
I really like Shotokan's So Chin. And I've all I feel like that's kind of a standard one for Shotokan people to pick. But you feel like a fucking badass when you do it. Yeah. Because the stances are really deep. There's really slow moves that explode into fast moves and then go into it's just yeah. I I love that cutter. That is probably mine. Um Maybe you should um you and Joe should teach everyone that one for our final session on Thursday before we all go to Christmas. Have a festive badass session. Yeah, I mean I don't think we'll get very far into it. That's okay. We could though. We'd all have a go. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good cutter. Because it makes you feel like a badass. No, it's not just that. It's just it's nice. I like I like cutters that have those slow into explosive moves and then the tempo change. I like that. Because I just yeah. think it's interesting to watch. Yes. Um Yeah, that'll that'll be mine. Okay, there we go. So Chin and Nijishiho. Mm. Right, here we go. Kata being in the Olympics was a one-off. Half the karate world weren't interested. Um, so, you know, do we really think that Joe Public would tune in? Um, can you think of a format that would interest the public, fight fans karateka, and go into a two-week elimination tournament? Um, and and Niles also saying, if you could combine Kata and Kumite, um could you you know could you produce a grand champion well on that part alone no i don't think so mm-hmm. i don't think you can combine kata and kumite in terms of an olympic sport um they're just so different completely different things mm-hmm. and i think the amount of effort you'd need to train for both is just you need to put all your effort into one i think mm. um now, yeah, the Olympics karate was a weird one, wasn't it? The karate world wasn't interested. Why? I think because it's not the karate that not, that most people do. Um, also, the fact that the winner won by laying unconscious on the mat didn't help the perspective of karate and and people's perception of it. It was a bit of a disaster, to be honest. Um. Honestly, I think the format is would be karate combat. I, I think that's a great format for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Taekwondo that's there. It's not like the Muay Thai. It's it's not like the it, it's it's something that is not. It's it, it's not point scoring, so you're not stopping every few seconds. Mm. But it's not MMA, so you're not going to watch people. You know, I know people say, "Oh, I don't like people hugging on the ground." Well, you're not going to get that. I think it's a great format. Mm-hmm. Really, really good format. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my pitch for the Olympics, would be that. And because a lot of the guys that do karate combat come from Olympic karate anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be mine. Mm-hmm. Um. This is an interesting thing, though, isn't it? The the public perception of karate, and we we spoke about this, or well, me and Joe have spoken about this a lot. 
it's just not well regarded in the public eye mm-hmm. um, at all. I mean, pe- people's initial thoughts of karate are kids, the karate kid, which is, oh, don't get me wrong, I love that, one of my favourite films. Um, and just kind of people walking up and down not training with each other training on their own no contact mm-hmm. it's it's the safe martial art you know yeah it's the one you send your it's the one you send your kids to when you you just want them out your hair for an hour is it yeah it's not got a great perception now don't get me wrong i don't think karate combat is perfect by any stretch i think there's a lot of things in it that needs to be changed um and i think i think they're doing some really good things though in terms of making it appealing like they've had they just had uh anthony pettis and benson henderson who did their trilogy who fought in mma in the ufc do their trilogy fight in karate combat under those rules which is great because people know those guys and they'll go oh they're fighting again i'll go and watch this where is it oh it's karate combat Mm. and and then you know people will stay and look at other karate type things Mm. having said that i don't think either of those have a karate background i might be wrong would that necessarily that wouldn't matter for the terms of this question though would it and if they can show up and they can do the work it, it doesn't does it matter I personally don't think it does, mm-hmm. but I wonder if the karate world, in terms of Olympics, mm-hmm. what the criteria would be for you to be yeah. able to enter as a karate practitioner. Do you know what I mean? For sure. And I, I, even again for karate combat, at what point do you go? This is no longer a karate event; it's just a combat event. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. It's, it's, but, uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I, I honestly think though that what Karate Combat are doing right now is the future of Karate. Mm. I think that's where it needs to go to get people interested again, to get people talking about it. Mm. I, I agree with you. I, part of me is wondering, um, because people have to go through several rounds, don't they, to win? Yeah how that would work in terms of if somebody got knocked out and couldn't you know or, or or you know was fighting and they won but they took a lot of trauma to the head and then had to drop out and couldn't compete again not knocked out because they, that do, they, they box it. they box in the olympics yeah so okay. i would say surely it's got to be the if, it, if we're talking olympics the similar kind of format as that i guess in terms okay. of i'm not sure how that works i don't, I don't really no, no, I don't no. know how it works. Um, but I, I, I have to say I agree with you on that. I think that karate combat or something like it is the closest thing you could have to something that people could um, watch and understand. There are very straightforward rules for it. I think people look at point sparring and they go, I don't understand what I just saw. Yeah, exactly. How is Why that is it stopped? a thing? How is yeah. that thing? Every, you know, it just... It feels odd. I think karate combat. Uh, there's nothing wrong with point sparring, but no, um, we're, we're talking about in terms of getting public interest. Yeah, absolutely. So I think if you want to do the 
that should be a separate event. It's not. It's not a good spectator sport. It's. it's no, absolutely. Um, I would put something as close to the karate combat rules in as you possibly could. I, mm. I think it would be a great thing. Those guys are insanely good. Yeah. You know, guys and girls. Obviously, me. I mean both, but they are ridiculously good. It's. It's um. It's a great concept. It's a unique setting. I'm sure they could change the setting if they needed to for audience or what have you. But it's cool. Yeah, it's they've they've definitely done a lot for the karate perception. I mean, you've got you've got legit fighters going over there and giving it kind of their endorsement. Like yes. that's that is not something that karate as a martial art has had for a very long time. Yeah, for sure. If ever, to be honest. Um. Yeah. Again, I know people are going to say, well, that's not the karate I do. It's not traditional. It's not this. It's not this. It's like, okay, fine. But karate had to evolve to get to where we are now. And it's at a point yeah. where it needs to evolve again, I think. And that's yeah. just part of life. Like it needs, it needs to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a fan sometimes of the disrespect that comes with it. Like in terms of having the face off some people being, I don't think that's very karate respectful. No, no. Tra I mean, trash talk again, and going after people's you're, personal you're lives. You're selling fights, you're making the public interested. Doesn't bother me that much. Like, yeah. Well, I'd love, I'd love to see that in the Olympics. Yeah, I think it would be so cool. Baz Rutten, if you're listening, please go make that happen immediately. Yeah, go do it. Somebody call Baz Rutten. If you're in the Olympic Committee, go call Baz Rutten and do it now. Yeah. Okay. Right, let's move on because uh, we're running out of time and uh, we need to do some more. So, what, uh, as we age, what are your strategies to continue your practice for years to come? This is from Randall. Um are yes, you going Randall. to dial back intensity, add in things like yoga stretching or Chinese internal or herbal supplements, focus sparring as well as free sparring, massage, acupuncture? What will keep you both on the mat in your 70s? Oh, I mean, I struggled with <laughs> where my path's going in five years, let alone 40 odd years. Uh, that's a really good question, to be honest. I think dialing back intensity is obvious, is an obvious one, especially in the striking. Um, that's one of the things I do love about jiu-jitsu is you can train, you can spar pretty full on with people and not get too injured because you're not delivering trauma to the head constantly it's yeah it's it's different to striking and i think that's why you can see a lot of older jiu-jitsu guys still rolling still sparring and still in good shape whereas you don't see that with many kickboxers slash striking martial artists mm -hmm. um adding things like yoga i should be doing it now i keep saying it 
I don't do it enough. I don't stretch enough. What will keep us on the mat? I, honestly, I think the intensity thing, to be honest. Mm. But it's hard for me to say because I don't know. My interests might change in the next 40 years. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Um, well, I am in my 50s. And what I've noticed from doing jiu-jitsu is that it's I easily get hyperextended joints. You know, just just doing the same drill 10 times with a with an arm bar with just a tiny bit of pressure I feel that for weeks mm. at this moment in time in my 50s so I can only imagine um that it's either something in my health or it's something that will get better with with more jiu-jitsu or it's something that get worse with more jiu-jitsu I don't know but I do know that it needs to be something that's light and I think the same with sparring I want to be able to keep doing it and in order to keep doing it it needs to stay on the light side mm. you know it it just it suits me it doesn't make me feel well to be hit particularly no, 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 no just, absolutely not. it has a huge effect on me um so in order to keep doing it and I want to keep doing it it's um for me body health is is a huge bit of it so Remembering to go and do yoga and go and do general exercise and keep my cardiovascular fitness up is a huge bit of it. Going slower, yeah, less intensity, but still doing it all. Um, things like Chinese internal, I've done a little bit of Tai Chi just once or twice and I enjoyed it, but that fits into the same kind of space as doing yoga or trying weapons yeah I think what will keep me on the mat in my 70s is expanding which parts of it I do and weapons I think is a big part of that mm -hmm. you know because um I've watched older people using weapons and yeah for sure yeah and I think I'd like to get more sneaky more evil with my with my martial arts so I can like use old age as a weapon like oh you wouldn't you wouldn't consider me a threat would you <laughs> yeah like yoda yeah absolutely uh, go there yeah, with okay. my walking stick and then pull a sword out of it and yeah all that kind of stuff <laughs> but no i think what's going to keep me on my mat is is general health expanding doing more weapons training and as you say reducing intensity less hot and hard sparring yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's it's interesting to me that it's it's um that you're looking at that as such a long way off and i'm kind of thinking yeah it, it changes your body changes so much decade after decade what yeah. you tolerate and what you can't tolerate what i could tolerate 10 years ago i can't cope with now true but i am much tougher and harder in some respects than i was a few years ago so, you know, I think I think it's also what will keep me on the mat in my 70s is is continuing to be curious and open, I think, to trying different things. Yeah, I think that state of mind will be the, the biggest thing. I'm just trying to find actually uh, Randall. Because I really like Randall. And I think we need to have him on. Cool. Yeah, we will. We will do that. 
Uh, I will message him. Do it immediately. Randall, yes. you're invited. Yeah. Uh, he has his own podcast, I believe, Kung Fu Conversations. So, yeah, we could maybe do a. We've spoken before about doing it, but we just haven't got around to it. So, okay. yeah, we will look into that. Right. What is the next question? Uh, it's Randall again. Red Forest Chinese Boxing is Randall. Don't let him fool you. He's trying to sneak two questions in there. Sneaky. Sneaky. I like it. Um, yeah, how dare you? How dare you try and con us like con this? Me. Con me. Everyone cons me. It's fine. Uh, he said, what do you want to learn more of philosophies, tactics, drills or teaching methods in your journey? What do you want to learn more of? Sorry. Philosophy, tactics, drills or teaching methods? Mm. Oh, that's it. That's um. Okay. Can I just cop out and say all of them? To be honest, but if I had to pick one, I'd say tactics. Mm. Yeah, philosoph philosophy is something that I think is is kind of it's it's coming. It's it's that feels like something I haven't searched for particularly but it comes up periodically when I think oh I'm struggling with this I wonder what someone else has done with that mm. and then I'll find an answer for it yeah you can have all of them tactics drills or teaching methods yeah I'm gonna have to go with tactics mm -hmm. I can't muscle my way through stuff with most people I have to learn tactics to deal with them yeah yeah absolutely most uh, most of us do and I think philosophy philosophy so is that learning other people's philosophy and adapting it, or is that developing your own philosophy, do you feel? I guess it's one in the same, isn't it, maybe? You have to learn other people's in order to develop your own, I suppose. No, I don't know. No, I don't think so at all. No? no? Of course not. And we learn stuff all the time, but I mean, I might think, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to just focus on keeping myself really centred and calm and breathe into it and feel my feet on the floor and and that will keep me calm when I'm about to go and spar and that's what I did and I was like okay yeah that's very zen <laughs> it's very zen but, yes. but afterwards I found out it was very zen okay <laughs> zen. um mm. okay so uh, tactics tactics is the answer to that more tactics there's more, more tactics questions. more what ways to beat people up Renwick. Renwick had a question. Renwick said, what prompted you both to begin karate? Are you both where you envisaged yourselves at the beginning of your martial arts journey? Oh, so yes. How did yes, you envisage your martial arts journey, Greg, at the age of, what was well, it, 10? Seven. Seven. Bless. I've said this before, I think, on the podcast, but I'll say it again. I think I started, it was a combination of me being a very... Um, shy child not a very sporty child and I think my parents wanted me to get into something and then when I happened to love the Power Rangers and wanted to do what they do it kind of like my mum and dad were like right let's get them into some sort of martial arts mm. and yeah I've ended up there so when I started I, I don't know what my vision was all I know is I wanted to 
get a black belt like I think everyone who starts does mm-hmm. um, yeah and we got there so that's good I don't think I ever imagined that I'd still be doing it 26 years later I don't think you can imagine 26 years later when you're seven that no. feels like like old <laughs> yeah I'm not sure at what point during me training that I kind of thought okay yeah this is I'll be doing this for life I'm not sure um yeah because I guess it it started as most kids do it starts as a confidence builder type thing mm-hmm. so yeah hmm. what about you Sue well I didn't have any particular goals other than I I wanted to um I wanted to be good I wanted to be good. I wanted to feel like, yeah, I could kick somebody's ass if I wanted to. Mm. That was that was it. That was my whole thing as a woman in my late forties had these like vague dreams in her head that she could, you know, be bold or strong or kick somebody's ass if it was if it was needed. Mm. So I don't know. Um, that's a good. That's a, that's a good. Uh reason <laughs> I think but I didn't do it because I felt like I, I wasn't any of those things particularly I can't really remember you know but I didn't have a goal of a black belt I never wanted to do that at all mm. um I just wanted to be able to do it and do it well so how am I doing am I getting there yeah absolutely yes <laughs> I think compared to the, the person you were when you first started training, you're a very different, I don't want to say different person, but yeah, very different. Yeah. Yeah. I think in this podcast of, has had, oh, sorry, go on. Well, just in terms of confidence and, and all of that, um, obviously ability. Yeah. I think you've achieved your goal. Cool. I can stop them. Yeah. All right. See see you another time. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say I think the podcast has has changed everything for us as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just... um we've spoken to people that I never thought we'd ever sit down and speak to. No. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. It's been a hell of a few years. It's been an awesome yeah. year actually. It's been a really hard year for so many people in so many ways yeah been it's also been a a good year so is that it for questions that's it for questions i think yeah that's this some good questions um thanks for everyone for sending them in maybe we'll do this once in a while every instead of just doing it once a year we'll because i quite like these yeah what i want to do um uh, for our in the new year is I want to have uh, set some goals for ourselves. I quite enjoyed our goal setting one. Like okay. Stuff we want to achieve, very specific stuff we want to achieve. There's a lot of this kind of like longer term. I think it would be really cool if we did some right this year. I want to do X. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So that's that's it for 2023. <laughs> we're at the end of 2024 we are we're about it's about to be christmas time so it is a happy christmas 
Yes, have a good one, everyone. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy holidays. Have a, a wonderful yeah. break from work, whatever you're celebrating. Yes. Happy holidays to you too. And we will see you and speak to you all in the new year. Yes, we will. We'll see you and speak to you in the new year for more happy podcasts. Yes. Yes. Thank you for the support this year and every year. Yeah. Um, Thank you to the people that sent in questions. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Yeah, we will. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Goodbye.